It's the TFT Podcast Theory for Turntables. I'm Matt, and that's Ryan. Ryan, it's kind of crazy, because people think I got it made just because I got paper. I mean, (laughs) I do got it made, but that's because I made it myself. Matt, I got I caught my first beating from the other kids when I was caught reading. <laughs> if you don't recognize those lyrics, um, you, you, you don't uh, don't beat yourself up uh, like the other kids beat Ryan up when they caught him reading, because we are not quoting lyrics from the hit Broadway musical Hamilton. We're quoting original lyrics from the Hamilton mixtape, a tribute homage. Brand extension? I'm not totally yeah, sure. Ca- ca- cynical cash grab? <laughs> cynical cash grab. I'm not totally sure what to, uh, what to call this, uh, what to call this album, but, uh, the, it, it well, was, well, why don't you just call it the number one album in America? Because that's what it is right now. Like the like the uh, Hamilton soundtrack itself, which charted and did did quite well, uh, which is astonishing for a Broadway cast album. Not unheard of, but uh, unheard of recently. Like there was a time when the popular music of America was was Broadway music, and the popular songs were the songs written by you know were the songs written by Broadway composers. But that that is generally not the case anymore. Um, Actually, the opposite is more likely to be the case with uh, Broadway jukebox musicals of, you know, uh, Jersey Boys, all the, the Four Seasons songs. And like, um, it's been done with Billy Joel. It's been done with, with all kinds of people, Lieber and Stoller, uh, all kinds of people. Um, but anyway, so what, what happened with the Hamilton mixtape is that apparently Buster Rhymes saw Hamilton a few years ago, a couple years ago, and uh, started you know, um, conspiring with Lin-Manuel Miranda, the, the, uh, uh, MacArthur fellow who is the composer lyricist of the, uh, of the, the, the the whole Hamilton juggernaut and, uh, and Disney's Moana. And he, uh, uh, conceived this, this, uh, of this project where, um, where some of the hip hop figures who influenced the, um, who influenced the composition of the musical, as well as some people who are just so hot right now, uh, would either cover songs or kind of reinterpret songs or, uh, in, in some of the more interesting tracks, write a, original material that it kind of takes off from some of the themes of Hamilton and might borrow a hook or might borrow some kind of, uh, some kind of element, uh, from it. And th- this was sort of announced. Everyone was very excited. It, with great fanfare, it dropped, um, I guess uh last Friday the Friday before and it's uneven. <laughs> I mean is the it's the sort of non-judgmental way that I have to uh to describe it. The album is uneven. So we're going to talk about it and and we can't talk about it a little bit with without talking about uh without talking about the cast recording of Hamilton and without talking about the Hamilton phenomenon and uh I think there's a lot of other stuff to say. We've talked about cover songs and like versions uh of songs before um but I think that there's the, we're going to have to kind of revive that discourse a little bit uh and um and probably talk about uh, Broadway and some other things as well. So, uh, well, and, and the full disclosure is, Matt, you have seen Hamilton on Broadway. You saw that, what, about a little, uh, around a year ago. Around right? a year uh, ago, yeah, right after Christmas 20, 2015, uh, I saw Hamilton on Broadway. 
Right. And I have I have not seen um, uh, Hamilton on Broadway. I threw away my shot uh, to do so uh, at, at a um, re- at a, a reasonable, you know, five to six hundred dollars <laughs> and and missed that window. Uh, and so I've not yet seen it. And until today, uh, the day of recording had actually not listened to the original cast recording, in part because I was kind of saving myself to see it live. You know, I was saving myself for Hamilton. Um, and, and then and then I think as I as it became less likely that I would certainly see, um, you know, uh, it with the original cast, uh, that that kind of saving myself and, and, and kind of anticipation just turned into bitterness and, and sour grapes. Right. Uh, and 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 like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to this. Uh, this is this is dumb. Um, but then I was compelled to listen to it today because this um, the Hamilton mixtape was making very little sense huh. to me uh, um, and and was a, a totally disorienting and not that pleasurable experience. And I needed to understand what parts of that had to do with the Hamilton mixtape and which part uh, as a project and, and, and conception and execution and which parts of that had to do with Hamilton itself. And uh, and I'll say very, very few, <laughs> it's, it's mostly, <laughs> mostly the former, not a lot, the latter, yeah. I think. I, I, I mean, um, I agree. No, I did the same thing as you for what it for what it's worth. I, I think the sponsor is going to get cranky if we don't throw it a commercial soon, but, but I'll just say before we do, um, I'll, uh, I, I did the same as you. I saved myself for, for Hamilton, but I had a little more because I was visiting New York only for a week. There, there were a few more things that, uh, that were kind of levers to, to, it was around Christmas time. It was a, a thing that, that my then girlfriend and I could do together. It was, you know, was a, uh, Christmas present to us from us what well, from me and the uh uh the whole um the whole uh thing was uh, uh kind of the deck was stacked in order to do it it's uh, you know you don't you it had to you have to kind of build up a certain amount of critical mass though of determination in order to drop five to six hundred bucks to see uh, per ticket to see a, a broadway show which now actually yeah in light of what happened in the ensuing six or seven months um seems like a a, a bargain in retrospect so um so, all right. Uh, so, pause this, <laughs> and your listening assignment for the next four hours is to go listen to the Hamilton soundtrack uh, if you feel like you have to and you haven't yet, and uh, to listen to the Hamilton mixtape, which is also not what you'd call short. Um, an hour and change, uh, something, something like that. Uh, and, uh, you know, give it, give it a spin and, uh, see if you, um, you know, see what you think of it. You will hear what we think of it when we come back right after this word from our commercial sponsor. Are you an aspiring writer of Broadway musicals? I'm, I'm in, but I want to write my way out. Well, why not draw on the work of bio- renowned biographer Ron Chernow? Wow, Hamilton's taken. What else you got, Ron? Why not the House of Mor- uh, Morgan, an American banking d- uh, dynasty and the rise of modern finance, a history of four generations of the J.P. Morgan financial empire? Wow, I am not throwing away my J.P., not throwing away my J.P., 
if politics are more your style, you could always go for a, a biography of Ulysses S. Grant, uh, which is actually not even complete yet, uh, or the totally completed 904-page-long uh, biography of George Washington. Wow, I am not throwing away my beard. I am not throwing away my syphilis. And if, if uh, the now is not striking your fancy, you could always try another tack and, uh, and set to music the scintillating biographies uh, by uh, the author Robert Caro uh, and draw on uh, his The Power Broker, uh, his path-breaking biography of, uh, of, of New York real estate developer and, and urban planner Robert Moses. I am not throwing away my cross Bronx. Not throwing away my cross Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, biography it really happened but you can set it to rap music and we're back hey matt i have a question for you oh you might have told me that you would so this hamilton mixtape with its collection of of covers and samples and reinterpretations um and it's all-star or all-star set of uh, uh of guests and it's debuting at the number one spot on the billboard um albums chart is it a mixtape <laughs> yes it is a novelty album <laughs> well, so that's an interesting thing, right? So I guess the question is, because I think it is a, a is a novelty album. Um, the question is, what is the kind of conceptual relationship uh, and the kind of Venn diagram relationship between a mixtape and um, and a novelty album? Um, because I think that that's going to be a way. Because there are certain kinds of mixtapes that this is not. Um, and I and and I, I think there's an interesting question of whether this is any of the types of mixtapes that are out there uh, or whether um, it, it is really a novelty album, uh, a, a novelty uh, album wolf in mixtape sheep's clothing. Yeah, there's a, I mean, I think that's an excellent point. Like what uh, I know I'm supposed to be answering, but can, can you just give a couple of examples of the kinds of mixtape that this is not? Cause I think I know what you mean, but I want to make sure. Um, sure. Uh, so some of the kinds of mixtapes that I think it is not exactly, um, are the type of, uh, is, is mixtape as, um, kind of self-released, uh, self-produced hip hop, uh, hip hop kind of proto album, um, non-album album. Um, and so, right. Like, so with, with also with, uh, somewhat depressed commercial and not depressed, but, but more modest commercial expectations as well. Right. And often, I mean, uh, often and kind of conventionally, um, re uh, released for free on the um, internet. I mean, yeah. I, on, on the internet, I think that this has, um, become, uh, this line is blurred, uh, in recent years with um, this year, one of the kind of top albums of the year, um, Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book, uh, technically being a mixtape, right? Um, in that it, but, but it was a mixtape that was made commercially av available um, and uh, and is available on all the streaming services and can be purchased. Um, and so, but that prior to that, there are other um, examples of this, um, one of which I think the prominent one that I, I talked about and that uh, I discussed a lot uh, with uh, TFT Punk correspondent uh, Rachel D is uh, MIA and Diplo's Piracy Funds Terrorism uh, mixtape, which if you have not heard this, uh, go to YouTube, uh, search for MIA Piracy Funds Terrorism. Um, and, and what this is, is a... 
uh, reinterpretation. So uh, MIA's debut album, Ariolar, was held up uh, by the record label. And so MIA and Diplo didn't just leak the album. They reinterpreted the vocal samples from the ta- uh, from the um, from the album over a number of other kind of beats from of both hip hop beats uh, and various other world musics that kind of inspired um, and and kind of interfl- inter- interconnected with the music on the album. Um, and it became this thing that really is a excellent kind of standalone mixtape on its own uh, and also really helped to build buzz for MIA's first album and kind of uh, build this anticipation. Um, and so it's, it's not that kind of mixtape. And it's also not there's another kind of related kind of mixtape, which is a more um dj centric mixtape uh, mm. and and, the, and that a thing that um that that and and it's interesting to think about like there are, you have to go pretty far back and uh until mixtapes are actually tapes <laughs> right because the this first kind of mixtape is actually a a uh mixed playlist right a, a it's a mixed zip file is is often what a lot of the um uh, free to download mixtapes are uh they're uh, they're kind of downloadable from a variety of websites either kind of torrent sites or um datpiff.com is a repository online repository for um, mixtapes so it's a mix zip file um prior to that a lot of the dj mixtapes and um that were prevalent kind of a little earlier and it's are still around and on online um in online form um are a dj a single dj um or a kind of producer or impresario puts together a um a, a a collection uh, you know, either makes the beats or kind of collects the beats and the rapping um, and then presides over those functions and and kind of often um, has a drop uh, or a, a a vocal signature uh, over over top of that uh, that signals that that uh, the unity right so that uh, and there are um, uh, you know that that some of the kind of famous kind of drops are uh, and this connects to kind of hip hop radio so Funkmaster Flex um, has produced these uh, and I believe one of the famous uh, drops was you know funk master flex says this is some shit you got it here and then there's a bomb noise um, <laughs> um and or you know the, uh, that and i think the closest kind of current successor to that um is dj khaled's work uh and dj khaled's album from the earlier in the year um major key is very much a successor to that kind of mixtape and i think that the hamilton mixtape is a little closer to that right it even has right a few times throughout the album in the first track the intro track and a few times throughout at least early on i think it drops off there is this this low in the mix this sample that says the hamilton mixtape yeah <laughs> right which is and almost so, like i mean that's almost from like radio practice yeah exactly it's like yeah. like from radio practice or from live club dj practice where you sort of are there's a uh there's a kind of self-promotion that you have to do i mean i think they call totally. them they, they call them ids on the radio mm-hmm. where you have to like uh tell people what station they're listening to to kind yeah. of brand the to brand the experience um and and that's uh you know i i have a story so so uh that uh, we actually just heard this in practice in a live setting um just this past friday i was actually out uh dancing in a dance club uh with uh, in boston with actually two uh tft personalities uh punk correspondent uh rachel d and frequent guest dj bean uh and the guest dj of the night uh was a dj named dj oshkosh and dj oshkosh's uh uh drop or um uh, id is and I'm not joking, 
oh my gosh, it's Oshkosh Bagosh. And this and it was about every every other song or every third song was this very long uh, 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 DJ. In case you forgot uh, who who was uh, uh, soundtracking these proceedings, oh my gosh, it was Oshkosh Bagosh. Well, I, but it got us very pumped up. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I guess it does that. It's it's more for the the casual people who are dipping in and out uh, than for the people who are who are there. Okay, so so this is good. I mean, actually, this is a really valuable typology of mixtapes. I feel like we should take about the last five to seven minutes and sell it on the website because it's there's a lot of knowledge in that, and that's the kind of value that we offer to the podcast listener here <laughs> at Theory for Theory for Turntables. I, well, I, I, and I have one more. I have one more. Oh, okay. We, like, uh, yeah, because I have I have one more before we before before oh. we go. But you go for you finish yours. Well, I don't I don't necessarily want to take yours because um and, and so you you go and then I'll go if yours is so mine. so the 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 kind of mixtape that I think is relevant here is um the uh is is the mixtape that you make for a, a girl you want to uh, like you when you're yeah, a teenager. Yeah, that, that, that was my other one. That's yeah, the last, exactly. right, the, the yep. high-fidelity type mixtape, yeah. right? Right, like, and so we've gone from non-tape to the most tape, right? right. We've gone yeah, that's backwards. interesting, yeah. It, yeah. Through, through tape. And I mean, I, so there are two things about, about uh, mixtapes. One is that it's a mix, and two is that it's a tape, right? And uh, I think tape, in this case, refers to using... Um, the technology that's available to you, whether that was dubbing songs off of the radio or off uh, uh, dubbing songs off the radio or off of CDs, you know. Uh, and then the other thing is that there's a curation arrangement. Um, there's a kind of semiotic element to it because you are taking symbols and arranging them in a particular you know, in a particular order and they become meaningful, not just, uh, uh, not just in themselves, but because of their, because of their arrangement. So there are sort of second and third order kind of semiotic, uh, effects that happen when, when you do that. And I think it's this last though, though I, the, I, I think number three, the kind of the, the mixtape as brand extension, I think is, is super relevant uh, super relevant here. I mean, I'm surprised that there hasn't been even more. There, there has been some, and we have uh, actually in the gift guide on overthinking it, where you can buy uh, presents and support the site with like affiliate marketing kickbacks. Because um, God knows we're going to ride this Hamilton gravy train if we possibly can. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Hamilton merch in there, including like a book, uh, you know, the making of behind the scenes book. Uh, and, uh, uh, like an easy piano versions of, um, you know, it's not, uh, the easy piano versions is not hard. It's like bump, 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 uh, the, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, all of this stuff, like I'm surprised there hasn't been even more merchandise. And I think that that like kind of keeping that alive, uh, as the national tours continue and as the Broadway production, uh, continues to sell out every night, right? This is, um, something that you're going to be seeing more and more and more. Yeah. It's their chance to go full space balls, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Merchandising. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Hamilton, so the, Hamilton, the flamethrower. But so I think it's close to that, but I think that the one, Right. I think that the one that I, you know, I think that the one that is, is 
most operative here is number four, the the mixtape for a girl you like, or uh, you know, yeah. a, for a mixtape for a potential romantic interest. I should say, or or it- like, I mean, you've made mixtapes for friends too, but it's, it's a mixtape of like um, that that's saying something about yourself to someone that you want to like you. Yeah, right? It does it, right? It does that, or it signals group membership if you do, if you do it yeah. among your if you do it among your friends. Like these yeah, are yeah. the songs that we yeah. like. This is what we're into, you know, and that's. Um, uh, that's super important. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's super important in terms of identity formation, or at least it was to me when I was a kid who was into music. Uh, so, so what? What? I think the question is like: Is this a mixtape? Uh, qualified? Yes. It is a certain kind of. Uh, it is a certain kind of mixtape. Um, I think it doesn't necessarily have the unity of vision of some of the of some of the earlier ones. It has more. Uh, it has more a unity of crush. Right. Uh, and, and so, so who's who's the crush? Yeah. Who's the hot girl? Right. And I think it's Hamilton and American musical. Right. I think that the uh, you know, I, I think that the the I, and it's almost like it's almost like a mixtape bake off a little bit. Right. Imagine imagine this. Right. Like like um imagine that the girl and i just from my own experience i'm using these i'm using these genders i don't mean to they are not the normative genders for things like this they are just personal to me imagine the girl as you know uh that everyone liked asked a bunch of guys to all contribute to the same mixtape you know (laughs) and like everyone gets one song you know and you can't choose the same song as as uh as anyone else and and uh and to do it like the um the i think that everyone i think that everyone wants to get in the pants of of hamilton and american musical right and that's a that is a uh an incredible thing to have happen for uh for a piece of of musical theater right like a piece of musical theater which is also sort of a biographical play which is also a like historical drama right and which is also a kind of experimental thing like do, doing the like the founding fathers with with uh, hip hop and '90s R and B, the way that uh, uh, the way that Hamilton is, and that like uh, it's it's sort of it's not it's not surprising it's not surprising that the mixtape is is uneven or frankly isn't that great considered. I mean, uh, uneven. There are good moments, and then there's a lot of blech. Uh, considered as a whole considered as a single artifact it's not good because the 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 high points don't redeem the the kind of the general lackluster quality of the whole thing and i think that that's not surprising because um and here's the crucial thing there's no point of view on right there's no point of view on the source material you know like when i i actually remember one time you were visiting um uh, Los Angeles, and I played you uh, in the car. Uh, uh, Tori Amos covering Bon Jovi's "Living on a Prayer." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and 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 she. It was a live. It was a, like a bootleg live recording, and she had, um, or maybe like a quote unquote bootleg that she released herself, something like that. But but uh, she had this whole pre-song patter to how like when she was in uh, her early hair metal band, like Bon Jovi was important, and like hair metal was important, and like L.A. at a certain, you know, she had a point of view on the source material, and then had a very strong misreading of the song musically uh and and you remarked at 
that you remarked at the time that this is a good this is a good cover this is a strong cover because it takes uh takes the essence of the song the the kind of the real essence of the song reinterprets it in a way that is consequential and then kind of matches it with a performance style that is really native to the to the particular performer that doesn't happen here right yeah yeah so the other thing that i'm thinking of as you're discussing this is that the other thing that this is is kind of like a karaoke party yeah right and because karaoke parties have a similar uh a a um similar social function to this hypothetical like thought experiment of the kind of uh, of the mixtape bake-off um and and i also though i think that the karaoke element is important because and and this is going to sound ridiculous but like one of my least favorite um things at karaoke is where someone goes up and all they do is sing the song well (laughs) um because (laughs) the uh and and uh and 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 i and it's exactly what you articulated um is that um that for what i find interesting about karaoke why i do it myself and what i kind of uh, view as good karaoke uh, and and i think that this is very much something that evolved as as a matter of of practice uh, um, amongst the kind of overthinkers and our um extended uh friend group is that there is this kind of performative and kind of strong interpretive um lens in karaoke um and th- that may mean um, yeah no until you well, said, and, but it, yeah but but uh, singing well is uh, singing a song well is neither necessary nor sufficient for good for good karaoke. No, I, until uh, until you've seen Pete Fenzel tear into Enter Sandman, right? Like <laughs> you you, ha- you haven't lived. You ha- you don't understand what that song is truly about. Or I, you know, to, to to for one that I remember uh, is, and it's actually pertinent to this discussion because it's uh, because of genre. Um, I, I have a very strong memory of you singing, uh, I believe, in Boston, uh, singing um, "Defying Gravity" from Wicked, <laughs> and <laughs> and that is that that is strong karaoke. <laughs> Uh, and great singing, but it was not merely great singing. There was there were a lot of of layers. Um, I think in, in part because by doing the singing well, but kind of you know crossing oh, yeah. the w- gender lines. I mean, you you were um, v- very physically defying gravity. Oh, I went when you were hitting some of those notes. <laughs> I went. Uh, I, yeah, I went full Wicked Witch. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is, that, and, and you committed, and and I think that the difference, right, between the songs that work in here uh, on this mixtape and those that don't is the level of commitment, right? So the songs that generally, um, I mean, I think that you can get, define these the songs that are kind of sample um, that they're basically rap songs that sample um, pieces of Hamilton or dialogue or songs um, or kind of reimagine those, but as as new rap tracks generally are strong and generally are are, are very strong um there's some variation quality but they're they're generally pretty uh good and interesting because they have that point of view um the uh, the handful of demos that are there um, that is just Lin-Manuel with a minimal backing track are very good um, in part because you actually really hear his point of view um, and and that there's a few um, there's an early version of I think the of the Valley what Valley what's here called Valley Forge demo it's um, called Stay Alive on the right. on the soundtrack yeah 
yeah, and then there and there's like a cabinet rap battle uh, about slavery or right, abolition of slavery that didn't make it into the final show. Um, and those are very strong. Um, and then the third type of song on this on this mixtape um, is kind of very straightforward covers of the um, more kind of of the non-rap numbers from the from the from the, of the, yeah, of the more the, kind of those sort of R and B or show tuny songs from the um, uh, from from the soundtrack, and and that feels like it takes up like a lot of the space. And those of, those and, those have high high moments. I would say that like uh, Android Day's uh, cover of Burn is pretty good, um, and I I sort of like the gospely John Legend one, though I I, I don't think it's good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I enjoyed. I sort of enjoyed listening to the to the chorus and stuff but but yeah and I, I like that and i like the two dear Theo, theodosias also um yeah uh, the, the regina specter featuring ben folds and then the chance chance the rapper yeah i like chance the rapper singing it's you know it's really uh it's very cool yeah, it's really that's that's really good. But then there's uh, there's a number of other ones. Oh, and I, I will have to say and we can maybe return to this one. Um, but the, uh, the the other one that I actually really do like and I guess it, it actually weirdly falls into more of the first category, even though it might appear to be the second one, is the one with um, oh, it's the one with Ashanti and Ja Rule. Um, which one is that? It's, it's helpless. Uh, it's the it's the um it's the wedding song. It's the song sung from uh, Eliza Schuyler's perspective, right. uh, which right. you don't. And and okay, so here's here's the thing, right? Like you don't know that any of that uh, backstory when you when you look at this. So it's almost like you have like required listening in order for yeah. this album to make to make any sense. Because though there are lyrics that are changed to kind of make them uh, to kind of make them. Um, a, a more generally applicable to kind of make them more mass market or kind of general audience things rather than uh, in the specificity of the storyline of the show. Um, to a great extent, that doesn't work, right? Like because right. what what makes it good? It's this it's this weird uh, it's this weird paradox of art that you actually become more general by being more specific, right? Like or uh, not general, yeah. you become more universal. You become more yeah. universally applicable by being very true by being very faithful to the idiosyncratic idiosyncratic nature of individual experience and that like uh that when you kind of take the show and sand off some of the corners that might require explanation you're 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 not adding something to it you're robbing it of something um and you you are kind of robbing it in in an effort to make it more general you're making it somehow less universal so i th- i think that's true i think why this one works um better than some of the others that do this is that um that that what is interesting is that when i went back and listened to uh the uh the original from the the cast recording um is that it's still apparent that like in the, the core of the song and the what gets kind of extended into this song is actually i think very strongly a nod to some of the classic uh jaw rule duets of the late 90s and early 2000s um both uh some of the ones with ashanti and then i think he also had uh i'm real with uh jennifer lopez um and so that 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 
kind of construction and the kind of interaction of the singing uh, and the and the rapping with content is already there in the um, uh, in 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 the original version of Helpless. And so that this pairing, right? Actually, interestingly, this pairing and the the content that is there tells me something about um, the the show, right? And and I'm able to learn something about um, uh, something that Hamilton does. Um, not necessarily at the level of plot, but at the level of some of what it is doing by that pairing. And it, and it kind of illuminates um, Hamilton in an interesting way. Uh, and also, I mean, again, I guess mission accomplished. I gave, you know, Hamilton, the, uh, the album, another album equivalent unit today. Right. right. Uh, and, and, and got moved a little into um, possibly, um, um, you know, uh, going to see the show at some point. But I, I, but I think, I mean, just, I think that this is, is interesting because, What's especially hard, I think, beyond even some of the kind of taking away details or, or or having some details but having them be out of context, the biggest kind of and most disorienting thing um, about the mixtape I found from having not listened to the album or seen the show is is the sequencing. Um, is that because the sequencing? Um, because I didn't know the shows, like I, I basically, you know, I know enough about the uh, the uh, the the story of Alexander Hamilton to kind of know what the arc would be, and I know about you know stories and how they work, but like I don't know the titles of the songs, so I, I there's not enough context clues to know what song this was, right, in the musical, um, and 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 again one can guess, but like getting the whole um, deluge of them entirely in kind of a, a shuffled order, right? It's like putting a soundtrack um, on, in your iPod shuffle. Yeah. Um, it, it, that, I think that this, the loss of sequencing was more disorienting and kind of taking away meaning than even the kind of just removal from context. Um, and so even having something that was m- more sequenced, but even then departed further from the original source material would have made more sense. Yeah. Right? The, the other thing is that the, the, the kind of the central relationship of the play which is kind of or the central kind of dichotomy of the play which is hamilton versus aaron burr right yeah. is lost uh totally. a lot because because totally. this is mostly the romantic stuff and yes. the and the up from the streets stuff and that's and and so the competition or the kind of the kind of locking horns a little bit uh, other than wait for it doesn't really um doesn't really uh it doesn't really make a ton of sense. I mean, speaking of, I mean, speaking of wait, wait for it. Like Usher does, Usher is a good choice to, to sing that, but, but a little bit, you know, in, so in musical theater in general, there's a, there's room for interpretation. Um, but the interpretation is more at the level of meaning than it is at the level of like notes, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't, you can't change the melody. You can't mess around with it because these things are sort of settled and the songs are right. The songs are one element in a, a kind of larger structure of storytelling that includes dramatic visual uh, and, uh, you know, dance, uh, other, all kinds of kind of artistic media uh, in, in collage together. And so you can't really, though there is some, um, there is some leeway, you can't really color too far outside of the lines because um, a- adding too much weight in one direction will throw out of balance some, I mean, in a, in a good musical, we'll throw out a balance some, some other element that is counterpoised with it, whether it's like a reprise of the melody or, uh, you know, some kind of, some kind of, um, opposing or commenting element, something like that. Um, 
so this, uh, like the sort of tribute album, right? Structure, the unit is the song, you know, uh, yeah. right. And the unit is like, okay, what am I doing on my, what am I doing on my track? And I, I, though I gather like, uh, I gather Questlove was involved in producing this. I think Questlove produced the the soundtrack as well. Um, like, there, uh, though, I think there are some like there was some kind of oversight of the of the whole thing a little bit. The idea, like, okay, everyone's going to do their own thing in their own style, um, has a you know, uh, it does have that karaoke party, right? Like, like yeah. it's it's. It's tough to be the one musical theater song when everyone is is picking like hip hop and R and B songs at karaoke. Like right. I'm I'm willing to uh, take that hit, but uh, you know it's tough, right? Like you you sort of need a theme if you're going to have a karaoke party. It's got to be a karaoke theme party so that everyone can kind of be on the same page. Well, and the best theme though emerges endogenously, right? Because our like our karaoke parties, as with basically everything we do, is uh, like a long form improv performance, right? Um, <laughs> Um, in which, in, in, in a very serious in which you kind of discern the patterns, right? The good, the good players kind of pay attention to what has been sung, um, are inspired by what everyone else has done um, to to think of songs that kind of build that vibe, right? Yeah, and actually, so- the the most important move in the actually the most important move in the uh, long form karaoke party is the skip button, right? Because when yeah. something when you thought something earlier was appropriate and it's no longer appropriate, uh, hitting it with the skip button. Is- is um uh is like a strong is a strong move and and really helps the party um yeah I yeah. think that's exactly right. And, or, right. And in kind of, you know, I think it's really interesting because, like, what we're talking about, and I think this is, is very relevant to understanding how this does and doesn't work because um, it's it's kind of about the emergence of order uh, uh, and, like, how where order comes from um, out of chaos. And, like, spoiler alert, that's kind of at least one sub-theme of Hamilton as well <laughs> and, the, and the founding of the country, right, of creating a constitution, right? And so... That like you know that that really good um, and we're kind of talking about private room karaoke among people who have known themselves and known each other for decades and um, and that you can kind of have this kind of cohesive uh, theme uh, come together just uh, in this kind of improv way with no one leading everyone leading everyone following and no one leader um, other kinds of more public karaoke um, doesn't necessarily achieve that level of um, of coherence and is is um, is there's a master of ceremonies there's a, a KJ, a karaoke jockey, right? Um, who is who is kind of calling people up and organizing, um, and and I think that that to kind of connect this in the mixtape discussion, I think that um, when you have less of that kind of endogenous ordering principle, then there's a need for that kind of that DJ, right? The Diplo or the DJ Khaled um, or Funkmaster Flex, who is um, taking a stronger hand um, in kind of drawing together these contributions, right? So that I could imagine that having there be even more of an eye to sequencing or kind of um, and kind of cross sampling and mashing up. Um, I, I think I, I, the biggest miss and I I think that again, this came up in the discussion um, of uh, piracy funds terrorism. 
is actually putting some like raps from Hamilton over like the beats of of songs that that uh, inspired it would have been just amazingly cool. Yeah. Um, or or going the other direction. I actually think that uh, as you you said um, just a minute ago, I think that the rap songs on Hamilton are underutilized. And there, I mean, there are some amazing music and some amazing beats there um, that would be um, and some of that gets drawn a little bit in on the um on some of the rap songs here. But I feel like you know Hamilton is a show that has a lot of these right that a lot of this the work of kind of creating the country and of um and of kind of the um competition between these founding fathers is um expressed through the through the the idiom of the rap battle um and and that that it's that is um generative uh and so there's all of these kind of rap workouts in which in what what is being worked out is the country right uh and 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 that i think that um and and that there is not that sense on the album there are very few i mean there's a few um pieces of of either things that have this freestyle like element um right there's the open letter piece that has that but there's very there's nothing that that kind of captures the idea of the cipher of the freestyle cipher of people sitting around and kind of matching wits and kind of competing um and having um, you know, something, and that's something that kind of returns again and again in the show. And I could have imagined that as a structural unit, uh, a structural feature of kind of taking beats from the show and having like some rotating cast of MCs kind of um, battle rapping or, or freestyling or kind of, you know, just doing rap workout over that um, would have been another way to kind of create a little more of that order um, rather than because it, it didn't um, emerge endogenously. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and so another. And, I mean, and, like while we're ta- yeah. while we're talking about things that the that the album is or isn't, or that the the um, the uh, that the show is or isn't. I mean, it it's it's interesting to me. One of the most. I mean, one of the most interesting things to me. Uh, I wrote. I I wouldn't have published this on overthinking it because I feel like I would I would be targeted because the 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 like the Hamilton fangirl and fanboy uh, army uh, is vast and they are vociferous and uh, I feel like this you know uh, you you cross them at your peril. Um, but I I wrote a sort of a, a summary of the principled criticisms of Hamilton that that emerged in the in the sort of um, the year after the show opened and uh, I, and I think that it's it's worth criticizing it. It's not like the Jesus play, you know, right? It's a, and also like, uh, you know, who else we criticize like very seriously, like Shakespeare, like great works, great works of literature, you know, uh, it, it and and so I don't totally understand the defensiveness. Um, well, I I understand it, but I think it's sad uh, the defensiveness with which people uh, reacted to kind of serious discourse around some of the issues. Um, but but uh, uh, there, the the most interesting kind of principal criticism of Hamilton is a criticism of the 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 um kind of the central conceit of it, which is that it's a history of the founding fathers of America performed by actors of color. Right. And that's that, that is a, a kind of reclaiming, uh, uh, of the story for people of color, um, at sort of writing people of color into the history of the 18th century. But the, right. so goes the criticism. He, there were people of color in the 18th century, right. right? And their stories are by and large not in Hamilton. In the Finnish Broadway production, uh, slavery is alluded to uh, a couple of times. It's clearly a, a moral bad, and everyone knows that. Uh, John Lawrence is a character who's who's very important in this. Uh, who's very important in this connection? Um, uh, Jefferson is is sort of identified as as being a plantation owner uh, and criticized 
criticized for this, um, you know. Uh, but this third rap battle, which was part, which was written for the show, was never actually uh, staged in the Broadway production, right? And like, like it, it sort of has to, it has to be excluded. And so one, one thing that the one thing that the uh, the um, mixtape supplies is the is it kind of it, it i i think that that there is a bit of there is a bit of a dodge in how hamilton uses the social project of hip-hop if, if you can conceive of a, a a genre as vast as hip-hop as having a single social project but if you think of it as the, as a uh you know if you think of it as a, a, originally a music of kind of subaltern communities originally as a music of um you know, defiance and, and sort of, uh, uh, political protest, uh, to a certain extent, the, 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 um, the, the hip hop that you hear in the, um, in the musical is more triumphal, uh, is more virtuosic, is a little more, is a little more feel good. And like there, there definitely is in, uh, not throwing away my shot, um, in immigrants, we get the job done, uh, both of which have have original raps. Um, well, immigrants, we get the job done. Isn't a song from the thing. Uh, it's a line. Immigrants, we get the job right. done. Is a line from the thing. Uh, it's an applause line in the theater. By the way, like it almost stops the show. That you know, people start hooting and hollering when that ha- uh, you know when they say that. Uh, the. Um, and uh, wrote my way out. I think also kind of falls into that. Maybe I, I wrote I, my yeah. Wrote my way out is a line from the show that gets kind right. of. Uh, uh, kind of used as a hook and then and then uh lyrics written around it um right. yeah and and uh not throwing away my shot takes the chorus from not throwing away my shot and and puts uh black thoughts verse and uh Buster Buster Rhymes Rhymes. Has, yeah has a verse on that also right um and so like so the and and a lot of these right like uh you know a lot of these um these verses are long. I'm not going to be able to pull. Uh, I'm not going to be able to kind of pull a proof text out from the out from the middle one. Um, but uh, the uh, a, a lot of these kind of deal with um, the thematic material from of Hamilton, which is a, a you know an immigrant. He uh, I think it was John Adams or something who like pejoratively called Hamilton a Creole, right? Uh, you know, uh, was like throwing racial shade before, uh, um, you know, like, uh, his 18th century style and, uh, takes, so it takes like the, the, um, uh, it takes the project, the kind of the up from the streets project or the kind of the humble beginnings started from the bottom. Now we're here, uh, now started from the bottom. Now we're a founding father, uh, project. And, connects it up with the kind of the contemporary social with the kind of contemporary social artistic project of of uh of a lot of hip-hop which is uh, you know which which to be fair i think s- supplies uh a certain kind of deficiency in in the original show i mean it is interesting i think that like i mean one of the lyrics i think sample lyrics that underlines this point is from the um wrote my way out on the uh on the mixtape um and Nas's verse right i picked up the pen like hamilton street analyst now i write words that try to channel him no political power just lyrical power um sitting on a crate on a corner sipping for hours um and and then it goes on um but i think that it, i mean and i think that that is um yeah so i feel like that's one kind of illustration of kind of what you are talking about in yeah, terms absolutely. of 
later in that verse, courtroom prejudice, insufficient evidence, jailhouse lawyers, these images still relevant, uh, on and on, 87 Reaganism, um, these are like, uh, you know, uh, sort of reference, references to things that, uh, um, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, references that, that reference actual concrete social things in, in the contemporary scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's exactly, I think that's, I think that's definitely true. Um, I mean, so, so wait, I'm still trying to put down your position. So does that work on the mixtape or does that not, or does that, well, I think primarily- it's, I mean, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that it works. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that this aspect of it, I think that this aspect of it does, does work. It's sort of, it connects it connects the the it connects up the hip hop of Hamilton with actual people of color um, and that history rather than kind of fantasy actors of mm-hmm. color playing uh, playing white guys um, as though that story of centrality and primacy could be yes. yeah, 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 yeah. could be sort of reclaimed uh, right rather than sort of centering more the experience of the actual uh, you know the actual um, Africans Afro-Caribbeans uh, indigenous you know like uh, other uh, other non-European people who were actually there you know at the at the time right it's not like America was all white guys and so we have to write actors of color into the you know into the um, into the story of the 18th century in America, into the story of colonial America, pre-revolutionary America, right? Like it's, it's, um, <laughs> there were plenty, plenty, uh, of, uh, non-Europeans, uh, around. Um, and, and this, I mean, and this to a certain extent, I, I, I think the mixtape remedies that deficit to a certain extent through a, a like a, a more straightforward, connection to real life circumstances of, uh, you know, of urban life or, uh, or of the life of racial minorities in the country. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. So, right. Because it, it, it but it's, it does this interesting thing, right. And, and this is sort of what you are saying and that it connects well, uh, it, it both kind of connects to the kind of element of the of the kind of black experience, kind of um, the experience of people of color that's kind of not uh, addressed as directly in Hamilton, um, but also still then it does not like like. Interestingly, Hamilton and and kind of the discourse around Hamilton and and the things that are covered in the show are now part of the um, vocabulary of norms of the library of norms that are used to kind of uh, make sense of that experience. Right. And so it's this interesting thing where um, by mapping kind of because I I think that what is happen what happens in Hamilton is this interesting thing where um, the the kind of current divides and kind of power differentials that or that that correlate with the kind of inter- various intersectional power differentials of um of of class race uh gender ethnicity um uh those are kind of the main ones that are that are that are hit in the show are um kind of transposed onto um a like the 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 kind of distance that is that they that is kind of estimate as proximate is kind of the colonists and and the crown right yeah uh, and so and and so that that I think that part of this I mean in, in interpreting the illusion is that the gap um of between kind of slaves and the crown um is like it, that it doesn't provide like a a um kind of an an emancipation weirdly kind of 
I don't know. I, I and not to kind of get, get stuck in this, but it's it's that that there is something by by engaging in this kind of transposal that it kind of requires a certain kind of elision. It, requ- it it creates a possibility that then by returning to the reality, um, there's a new lens with which to um, understand um, struggle and resistance um, and kind of creativity, right? Um, and if that if that makes sense, it right? does. Yeah, it, it does. And I'm, I'm uh, it actually makes me it makes me very curious to ask you something, which is you know in our kind of waning minutes here, like what. Uh, what did you think of the Hamilton soundtrack when you listened through to it? I mean, did you like, what were the circumstances? Did you have two and a half hours? So you listened through and by the way, Hamilton is sung through, right? It's not like you didn't miss anything. You know, they're like one or two, there are one or two moments, uh, a couple of the deaths where there are uh, a few things that are not on the album because they don't make sense out of the context of the theater. Um, you kind of have to see the people and the real event taking place. But like in terms of plot, you get, the whole thing i think it's it's certainly possible to kind of distinguish the different characters uh by the sounds of their voices um you know so you can get this kind of audiobook version of the play in uh, that's really the whole play in two and a half hours it's really something else uh, i wasn't quite sure of that i mean i had a sense also of the arc in part again um kind of knowing the story and then also having seen the um the pbs special yeah, that sure. aired uh, a little while back so and they they kind of walk you through the show more or less. Yeah. Um, and they filmed, uh, yeah, they filmed the whole show and they're not, I mean, yeah. they're not going to show it. It's probably, it'll probably be a decade before they show it on PBS. We'll see it eventually, but, but, uh, they only showed excerpts. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, um, I, I think that, that, uh, that, that, what, what did I think of it? Um, I think that I, I, I alluded to some of this, um, earlier but i think that there is this like really i think that um in terms of these kinds of presence i mean back to this theme of what we're talking about of in terms of the lack of a kind of perspective on the mixtape um i think that the the i mean the burr um hamilton rivalry and then the kind of multiple voices that kind of surround them and the way that that is portrayed in in rap uh and and that uh is is really quite an achievement and it's something that's mentioned in the PBS special um but that there are kind of distinctive styles to each of the characters yeah. um that kind of uh and and again that's a you know a whole other subject that you know that that's that's a podcast or a you know uh, you know multi-volume series and there, I think there are some good treatments of that um elsewhere online but I think that um, relevant to what we were kind of talking about i i think that um some of these dynamics of kind of and this is kind of what's alluded to in that nas um line um uh the, uh, the nas lines about kind of um right uh, street analysts now i write words and try to channel them no political power just lyrical power that uh that connects i mean right to the idea of um this idea of of the of thought and intentionality and kind of words um, as this kind of thing that is this very human characteristic and this very kind of this essence of of of, of politics and of of empowerment of of being able to to write um, and kind of express yourself verbally and I think that that is kind of this core of you know that connects. Um, 
hip hop to uh, Hamilton. And I think, you know, um, Lemuel Miranda has talked about that a little bit, but you, you really see this um, in the styles, especially the contrasting styles of Hamilton and Burr, right? Where Hamilton is pure generativity and, and, um, and, and all of his raps are um, uh, really filled with this, these dense internal rhyme um, and illusion. Uh, and he's bouncing all over the place, right? And, and he's totally un, uh, kind of unconstrained and is trying to use this force to kind of to be the MC or to be the the DJ, right? He's trying to he's trying to DJ America, right? Uh, and and that uh, some of the other forces that come in, um, Burr, uh, but also Jefferson, who's a major rival, right? Um, uh, through both their own kind of political interests and um and 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 person and then also their kind of personalities and styles, right? That there is this much more of trying to create space for a different kind of political order, right? That uh, in in the uh, the Jeffersonians was focused around um states' rights, um a weaker federal government. That that there is that those styles, um and especially like when Jefferson comes back and he's like a jazz singer because he he's missed the revolution and he's been in. France, right? And, yeah. uh, and he sings the "What Did I Miss" uh, uh, song, um, but even as he kind of gets into rapping, um, that kind of still sticks with the the style. Um, that the, there's like a case for more of the um, the, the 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 private room karaoke party um, or uh, a version of um, of America, um, and so that it's this really fascinating thing where these styles are used to reflect these ideas and these these kind of um, struggles, both kind of within and um, and the kind of power struggle uh, with uh, with the royals, which you know, and uh, and and the kind of there's not a lot of the king, but the um, the the Jonathan Groff songs uh, are just perfect, right? This stark contrast uh, of and squareness of those songs is like then uh, that kind of creates the sense of the uses and the them's. Um, and so, again, those kinds of perspectives, even though it's not exactly a one single DJ DJ in that, um, kind of creates uh, uh, that through line. And and that I, I think that that piece, right, what I've now talked about excitedly for five minutes, um, is nowhere to be found on the mixtape. And yeah. it is un, un, you know, without a doubt the. I mean, I guess I'm a political. You know, I guess you know. Uh, uh, fair warning, I'm a political scientist. So uh, you. Know, rapping about the Federalist Papers. I'm a political scientist who likes rap, so rapping about the Federalist Papers. I guess I do like it after all. <laughs> uh, you know, like you know. Spoiler alert: I like this thing that is more or less designed for my tastes, interests, and expertise. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just how, yeah, exactly that the that the uh, the unique confluence, right? <laughs> of yeah. your of your particular thing. Well, I feel like we should put it out of its out, out of its misery after that, uh, because I think that is a a good and cogent appreciation. And let's let's just end on a positive note, rather than trying to find something else to say uh, to say about. Wait, the you don't want, you don't want to talk about Jimmy Fallon's cover of "You'll Be Back"? Oh my God, <laughs> this this is a thing. Like I actually, I'll close with this. Take a lesson. Take a lesson uh, from poor Jimmy Fallon and his egregious misstep on this. Like when you, when you make a film, when you make a a record, when you do something that's meant to be consumed repeatedly, that's meant to be, that's meant to live in perpetuity, right? Like, uh, what's funny to you now 
the bullshit joke you want to make won't be funny after the hundredth time. And you yeah. know what's better than making a bullshit joke? Being good. So go, so do that. Go be good instead of making a bullshit joke. All right. Uh, some ways you can be good is to uh, follow us on Twitter at TFT Podcast. We're on Facebook at Theory Four uh, Turntables, and there are comments on the show notes for this. Um, if if there are any of the Hamilton fan army uh, is out there and wants to uh, wants to roast me, at least have the decency to do it in the in the comments and generate some page views. Meet him. Meet him at meet him at Yorktown. Right. Yeah. Or or uh, in Jersey. Right. Everything legal in jersey um and uh we'll be back with with uh i i, I mean i don't want to i don't I, we usually don't call her a shot but uh there's only one I, week I, left. don't throw it away don't throw it away <laughs> don't throw away the shot matt <laughs> oh all right I, I i i won't call it but uh i no, uh, throwing it away is yeah you should call it okay uh, uh, yeah it's uh there's only one week left so you knew it was coming it's the annual uh tft tradition of ruining christmas um watch our social media and we will publish some playlists of the christmas songs that you should that you should be listening to the uh, several christmas albums that we will cover on our next uh our next episode in order to ruin christmas uh for all of us so uh until then <laughs> till the next episode of the tft podcast please keep it real